Welcome to Productivity Mastery. Stoy here, a productivity and performance coach on a mission to help businesses and people get the most out of their time. On this podcast, I'll bring you exceptional performers and together unlock what it takes to perform at your highest level. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Productivity Mastery, the podcast that's bringing you some of the most inspiring, creative, and accomplished leaders from all across the globe. I'm very excited to be welcoming here a friend of mine, uh, which I happened to meet, I believe, in Austria at 15 Seconds Conference. Um, Luca is a senior service owner at the Lego Group, one of the most innovative companies in the world at the moment. Uh, He's a two-time TEDx speaker. He's a super creative and super thoughtful uh, gentleman. And you hear all about his story in just a minute. Luca, how are you this morning? Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Stoyan, for inviting me. It's a great pleasure to be here. And it's a sunny day here in Belund, in the middle of Denmark. So that's a great day. How how, Like this is one of the three sunny days, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, probably four. <laughs> no, but actually, lastly, there's been a super cool weather, sunny, no gray sky. So that's great. Impressive and surprising. What is what is a passionate Italian person doing in Denmark? Uh, could you could you maybe share with us a little bit about the you know the story? How did you end up in Denmark? Yeah, yeah, it's um, so. Um, when, um, let's say, my, my professional background uh, that brought me to, to Denmark is as a telecommunication engineer. So I studied engineering in, in Pisa in Italy. And then uh, I just jumped into the IT world since, uh, since then. So 20 more years in the IT world. I, wo- I worked as an IT consultant in the European Union that uh, brought me uh, to understand that IT is not everything. You need to create uh, relationships, uh, stakeholder management. You need to uh, to get an agreement uh, to do stuff. So you need to be very deep dive into technology, but you need also to be a, a people person, right? And then after that experience, I joined Microsoft, where I was responsible to sell uh, Windows to large enterprises. Um, and it was uh, a tough uh, uh, startup because it was Windows Vista. So my, you might remember Windows Vista. It was not an easy sell, to say the least, but uh, we succeeded. And again, it was about uh, being a super technical, uh, creating demo and uh, knowing the register keys and sell it to the CIO and CEOs. So the two levels were there. And then when I was uh, working for, uh, for Microsoft with my family, uh, my wife and two kids, uh, we were living in Rome at that time, and um, at a certain point, we we just sat down in the couch and say, "Do we want to do this life forever?" Because you know, Rome is a beautiful city. I mean, as a tourist, it's a fantastic city. But living there, you get also a lot of uh, struggles and uh, you know difficulties to move around, just to move around, to bring kids to school and uh, bring kids to activity to the gym. So we said, "No, we need to do something with our life." And we decided to move uh, abroad. And uh, that, that was fun because we found uh, other couple of uh, families with uh, they had two kids. They had a pet as we did. And we decided to move, you know, 12 people, three pets to Denmark. We, ha- we, we had a, a big truck. We put our houses over there and we just moved. <laughs> and the reason why we moved was not for job, but was for lifestyle because we investigated a bit and Denmark looked like uh, a very good country to live in. And uh, after eight years, I can confirm it. It's just fantastic to live here. Everything, you know, works, is smooth, and that's just great. But no, uh, it was not an easy, uh, an easy move because I kept my job in Microsoft in Italy. So I was doing it two weeks here and two weeks in Rome, and I did it for nine months. And in those nine months, I was looking for a, a job in Microsoft because at that time, Microsoft had also some non-location specific jobs. So I was looking for that, but it was not meant to be. And uh, I found a job in investors, you know, wind turbines, market leader in wind turbines. So a completely different environment. And for the first time, I was on the customer side after being you know, on the selling and consultancy. And it was a business partner. So I was connecting 
all the business or headquarters in Denmark, we start in Europe and Latin America. So meeting all the general managers, trying to figure out what they needed and if what we were doing in IT was a good match for them. And I were there for four years, traveling around those regions, so quite a lot. Uh, it was fun, it was nice, a bit of planning with the family, but it worked out very well. And then um, uh, Lego Group called <laughs> somehow, and uh, I joined the Lego Group as a, at the time as a product owner. So it was my jump into the agile journey. And then uh, since then I've been working agile. Uh, so it's three years now. I changed job title, which is now senior service owner, but it's still a sort of product owner in a service area. And it was uh, uh, interesting because Agile was born to, to be more for a software development, but we implemented Agile on IT support, which is quite, uh, quite a challenge. But um, the journey has been for three years now, and now we are in a much better place compared to, uh, to three years ago. So now it's working, it's great. It's super interesting, super exciting, and also fun. Man, what a fascinating story. It's, uh, you just grow up for a couple of other families and get into a van and uh, let's go to a different country. Uh, what uh, should that be? Ah, let's go to Denmark. It's, uh, it might be fun. It's, wow, what yeah. a fast. Usually people move for a job or for a partner or for, you know, adventure, but you really went all in on the adventure part. Yeah, and actually we had a dinner at a certain point in Rome where we shared our, uh, our um, feeling, our intention to move somewhere. And one of the family decided already to move to Denmark. So we, we tried to figure out why in Denmark. Then we started a bit, of course. And then I said, okay, before moving, I need to see Denmark. I never mean Denmark. <laughs> so we organized a Christmas uh, time in Denmark. It was 2013. So we spent our Christmas uh, in, uh, in Copenhagen, actually, which is on uh, 300 kilometers from here. Uh, so we spent the Christmas there. Everything was just fantastic. And you know, the, the Christmas time in Denmark is just uh, beautiful. Everything is decoration. And it's the, the Christmas time is actually two months because it starts right after uh, Halloween. So it's a two times of decoration of Christmas songs and so forth. And uh, it's like, yes, I like it. Let's move. And we did it. And just just a very quick question before we get into the topic of the days. Do you still live close to each other with the other families? Do you keep in touch or? Uh, yeah, no, we when we moved, uh, we spent one year with one other family. And then uh, the third family went to another place, still, uh, you know, uh, 80 kilometers from where we were. And then our uh, our a path just uh, diverged because then uh, we moved to another place due to the fact that the school closed. So we, my kids were um, attending an international school, uh, a very small place in the middle of nowhere, but it closed down. So we had to decide whether going to Aarhus, which is the second big city in Denmark, or to go to Billen because they're Billen at their airport. And Billen is, you know, where Lego was born. And uh, at the time, we decided to go to Billund because uh, there was the airport. And uh, I was traveling to Italy every two weeks. So we moved to Billund and the other family stayed there. But the fun part is that as soon as we moved to Billund, I got a job in August, which is 100 kilometers from here. So for four years, I commuted three hours a day, sit in the car. And that's the way, that's the way it is. <laughs> it, it is interesting what uh, life gives us uh, and, and what kind of experiences and circumstances and situations we, we get into and I'm curious to to dig into that as well but I as I hear Luca you your story with Lego has started a little earlier in your in your life seems like and and Lego has been part of your your journey in a way so could you maybe share with us uh, about uh, your relationship with with Lego when it when did it start and and, and how did it evolve from there yeah, of course. So uh, as a, every kid, I play with Lego in my childhood. So my, my childhood was full of Lego bricks. And in the end, you know, after I grew up, uh, there were no Lego anymore, Lego bricks. And then at a certain point where we decided to move to Denmark, by chance, I, I spoke with one of my friends who was a, a coach at that time. And I was investigating, you know, other possibility in my life. I was working for a big uh, multinational company and I thought, 
what I could do if I moved to Denmark or when I moved to Denmark. And one thing he said that was like, um, you know, um, there is a new innovative methodology that uses Lego, Lego bricks and you can run a lot of uh, workshop with Lego bricks. I don't know the details, but it's, uh, it sounds pretty cool. And I say, okay, it sounds cool. So I investigated and uh, after a month I was, uh, I was flying to Denmark um, and to have the training course for uh, becoming a Lego Series Play certified uh, facilitator. And since then, um, I can say that my life changed. I mean, I moved to Denmark, so my life definitely changed. But also <laughs> my attitude to, um, to productivity, to creativity, because since then I, I started using Lego bricks to sparkle ideas, to get more creative, to find solutions to challenges. So maybe, that specific course changed me. Can you, can you maybe for, for the audience, for those uh, listeners who do not know what is Lego Serious Play, could you maybe give us an overview of what is that method and how does it work? Yes, um, so I created actually a model with the Lego bricks. So if uh, we can share my screen, it's right over here. Yeah, here it is. So, Lego and those of you, those of you who who are listening uh, on the podcast, you might want to actually go to YouTube uh, or you know um, LinkedIn and find the video for that part specifically. But Luca will try to explain for those of you just listening, also so you can be part of it. So, Luca, go ahead. Yeah, thanks, Dorian. I try to put my the head of uh, radio commentators, you know, <laughs> compared to video commentators. I try to to be more verbose. So um, the Lego Series Play methodology was born in the mid of nineties. And uh, just to bring you back to that era, uh, mid of nineties where, where we didn't have all these fast network connections to the internet, but we had this modem with a 56.6 Ks um, bit rate, and we uh, were connected to internet. So it was a different era, a different uh, uh, type of, uh, of um, entertainment, but at that time, uh, all the video games were breaking into the market and uh, the Lego company was having some challenges. And one of the big challenges that uh, the CEO at that time, Kel Ed, was to uh, run strategic meetings. So uh, he was dis dissatisfied by the way his leadership team were running uh, uh, meetings. And that's why he decided to reach out to uh, the head of product development and two professors in, um, in Switzerland and they uh, came up with the uh, Lego Series Play methodology. And uh, in the end, it was the product uh, uh, development head um, at the time, Robert Musen, who created the Lego Series Play methodology together with Per Christensen. So they came up with a methodology that uh, had to solve a few challenges. So first of all, when uh, it turned out that in a meeting, usually the 20% of people takes the 80% of time. And it can be due to several factors. For example, people you know, looking out at the window and thinking about the weekend or uh, playing with the phone or being shy to, to put you know, their opinion into the, into the table. And with the Lego City Display, actually 100% of uh, people takes 100% of, uh, of, um, of time. So we go from uh, the leaning backwards to the leaning in meetings where everyone is there, is present, they uh, put their ideas there and they work together and they are committed in the end of the meeting. So that's a huge change in the way we run meeting. And the other thing is that nowadays we are flooded uh, by information. So we have so many information that we don't even know what we know. So sometimes that information is buried into hippocampus in the middle of the brain and we don't know that. But when we use Lego Series Play, we unlock that information. So we are able to come up with different ideas because the human attitude is to come up with a, a solution which uh, is more comfortable for us, but we don't dig into alternative solution. And that's what we can do with the Lego Series Play actually. When we use those bricks, we have also, um, we learn also how to use metaphors. So for instance, here you can, uh, you can see a bunch of Lego antennas and they are just Lego antennas. But uh, when I built it, it reminded me actually the forest where I got lost, uh, or we got lost with the family in Hawaii. It was a bamboo forest. So it was that thick that is exactly like this Lego antennas. 
So you can actually move out from uh, uh, lake containers to um, being lost in a forest in, in Hawaii. And with Lego display, you can also look at things from a different perspective. So if you move this antenna and you look from above, you can see a sort of code. It could be like zero and ones. So it could be a, a secret code. It could be a software code. So it really allows you to, to look at things from different perspective. And the whole thing works with the core process. So when you, have, uh, uh, when you want to run a workshop, you need, of course, to understand that what is the, the need for the course. It could be a team building. It could be enterprise strategy. It could be you know, really whatever you want. And the main challenge of the facilitator is to create a workshop. So you create a workshop, and the workshop is just an iterations, uh, iteration of questions. So the first step is facilitator pose a question. When facilitator poses a question, everyone in the, in, the, in the room builds. So everyone has a specific time to build a model, Lego model that uh, responds to the, the question. And then you have to tell the story about the Lego model. So basically it is what I'm doing right now because in my, uh, in uh, previously I asked myself, what is Lego series play for you? And, and then I built the model and now I'm telling you the story about the model. And then there is the fourth step, which is where the facilitator runs it. And uh, there are questions and reflection about the model. And everybody can ask questions and every question is related to the model itself. So even if you are shy, you are a bit worried what you're saying, everything is related to the bricks, not to you, not to you as a person. That's also why it works really well. And the facilitator, which is Master Yoda over here, facilitates this conversation. May, may the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you, Soyan. We just forgot in the beginning, right? Today it is the fourth of May. And by the way, I am my lightsaber over here. Lego one, of course. So um, the, the, this methodology is backed up by science because um, many, the vast majority of the connection from our hands go directly to the brain. It means that the more, the more we fiddle with bricks, the more we use our hands, the more we stimulate our brain and the more ideas they come. So that's just connected. And what we say usually when you pose a question that might be a bit challenging, we say, don't have a meeting with yourself, start building. And it sounds crazy, but it always works. Every time I say that, the participants say, wow, Luca, you were right. It really works. I didn't know what to build. I started building something and it worked. And for me, it worked for the brain here. I mean, it's, uh, it's clearly a brain, you know? And uh, while I was building, I said, okay, this, is, uh, this, this looks like a brain. And actually I presented this model to, uh, I was in a conference uh, a few years ago in San Diego and I was preparing the model and there were some kids outside and uh, these kids came uh, very curious about that and I told them, okay guys, I will tell the story about, uh, about this. And when I came to the brain here, um, and for you who can't see that, it's uh, a mix of uh, Lego bricks and uh, soft connection, always Lego connection, and uh, you resemble a brain, but I'm not a Lego designer, so it's not a perfect brain, of course, but these kids just got it. They say, okay, this is a brain. Wow, wow, that's you no know, the, the power of the 3D representation of the Lego bricks is just huge and sticks to memory. So this is the, the story about Lego Series Play. This is how it was born and why it's great to use it in an enterprise environment as well. Fascinating, man. I, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing and, and for actually for building this and, and making a representation. Uh, true, true example. Uh, it's it's fascinating. Uh, thank you, thank you so much. And I just want to remind everybody who's uh, listening live uh, on LinkedIn or YouTube, feel free to post your question in the comments. Something to do with the Lego Series Play? How do we solve problems or anything you have uh, for Luca? And we'll try to take some questions. So uh, just just a reminder about that. But uh, Luca, I have so many questions. So let me just start with that one. And by the way, let me know if you wanna stay with the with the bricks or if you want to come back it's it's up oh, to you 
we can also come back and eventually share it again. So you come back. Okay, good. Let's do that. So, so my question would be around, uh, you mentioned Lego bricks. Uh, don't, don't stay with yourself. I don't know how you said it, but do, do not. Um, do not have a meeting with yourself. Do not have a meeting with yourself. Have a meeting with the Lego bricks. And is that how you solve problems? Like since you became a facilitator, honestly, how? give me some ideas of, is that how you do planning or problem solving yourself personally? Like, how do you use that? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good question because it's really um, it really makes sense to use Lego Studios Play in your life. That's why I said it changed my life because I'm using with myself and I'm using with the team I used in uh, the companies I work for. So, for instance, investors, um, we were uh, running a, a project and we needed to do some uh, uh, gather user requirement about devices. And we, which is quite boring, you know, you need to go to people and say, okay, which kind of device do you need and, and so forth. But then uh, we decided to use, a, a, to make a workshop with the Lego Series Play. We went to a factory and we had all the, uh, the management team in this Vestas factory for three and a half hours closed in a room with no mail access, nothing, because when you're there, you need to work. If someone just goes out with a phone, the workshop is disrupted. So that's the agreement in the beginning. And you can imagine the general manager of the factory and his reports just staying there for a three and a half hour playing with Lego bricks. So that was, you know, amazing. And we got all the information we wanted. And um, this was, a, a, you know, an example of uh, also commitment from the participants. But I'm using uh, Lego Series Play also in, uh, in Lego Group, of course, in my team. So whenever there is a new um, member in my team, I, I create a, a workshop just to get to know each other. You know, it's your first day, uh, you need uh, you meet your uh, leadership team, you meet with me and we, we have a meeting, one hour meeting playing with Lego bricks. I think it's a great way to start it up. And um, usually when, uh, no one, when the other person has used the Lego bricks uh, for Lego series play, you start with the skill building. So you need, yeah, there is a, a full process of uh, uh, building skills for the participants so they get, um, comfortable in using Lego bricks. So we start with uh, creating usually a tower, which is uh, quite easy. Everybody can create a tower. And then you go on, you move to the metaphor. So they learn how to use metaphor. And then you go to the, the questions. So, and usually in the, you know, in the first meeting uh, with the new uh, team members is about knowing each other. So what are your patients? What energizes you and so forth? And you have a 3D representation of that, which is just fantastic. And then I use it in a one-on-one with my team. So every quarter we have a one-on-one and they create a workshop. We just ran all the workshop uh, last week and this week. And you have a lot of insights. Instead of uh, you know, sitting down in a room and uh, talking to each other, you have Lego bricks, you play with them. And again, the visual representation sticks to memory. You, you really see what's going on. You really see you know, the achievement maybe of uh, the last month. What did you achieve in the last month? And you have a, a 3D Lego model of that. And we built, it's a one-on-one, so I also build it. So it's a sharing information. It's a good way to, to share also uh, with my team what I'm working on. And, 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 and look, because, because you know me, I'm, I'm very, you know, practical, step-by-step -step kind of person. Uh, and this is fascinating. I just want to, I just want to hear um, what would be a one-on-one, -on -one, just as an idea, because I know it could be different, but what would be an agenda for a, let's say, weekly or monthly one-on-one -on -one with somebody that you're yeah. managing? What could be questions or agenda items that you go through with the Lego Bricks? Yes, it could be, for instance, uh, you start usually with a, a icebreaker. So there are a lot of uh, techniques to reconnect with Lego Bricks. And, um, you know, one could be that you, you build a model uh, about something and then uh, you need to create, um, you know, to write down uh, three words of this model on a, on a whiteboard, for instance. And then while you're there, just to tell the story about the model, you swap the two models. So you need to tell the, the story of the other model with those words. And it's, uh, it's pretty interesting because uh, many things come up and that's just an icebreaker. And then you can ask, for instance, uh, what was your, um, you know, one of your um, achievements you are proud of of the last uh, week, last month, last quarter. And then you can, uh, you can say, um, describe, uh, build a model that describes uh, the, how you see the team working now, for instance. 
uh, what should be improved in the team, uh, how would you improve the thing in the team. So it's a, as you see, it's a sort of escalation of questions. You start from, uh, for example, how, how do you see the team today? How do you want the team to be in the future and how you want to get there? And then uh, there are different techniques. You can have uh, individual models. You can have a shared model where you put um, all the relevant pieces, bricks into the model and it's a shared story of the model. You can have a landscape where you put your model in a landscape that you create uh, uh, in advance just to have uh, to be meaningful. So for instance, we use the landscape for, um, uh, for a planning session for our strategy. In a, in a billion teams. And, uh, you know, there was all a, the different timeline in, a, in the landscape. We put the model of the action we want to do and we put all the actions over there. And it worked really, really well. Yeah, and I, I can see this working extremely well. Uh, for example, as you know, I do a lot of workshops on um, planning, strategy, those kind of things. And, and the, the questions that we go through usually, which could be, reflecting and assessing the previous period first right you go with uh, what have we achieved what did we learn what can we do better all those kind of things you can include this as a kind of like an add-on that can trigger and sparkle creativity so information that was previ previously not available now can come at the surface because people sometimes could be in a logical rational setup could be afraid to share or maybe not think about some details. Wow, now they have an opportunity. When they build it, they have to explain it, right? So, so they have an opportunity yeah. to actually um, tap into the more creative side of them, like the, 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 the kit inside, and, and they can be more yeah. playful. And, and when they get more playful, creativity also starts to increase. So I can clearly see the, the value add-on of uh, such, such a method. Yes, and the more you, you play with the bricks, the more ideas come up to your mind and the more, no, more creativity, more imagination. So you can, really, um, you can really see different things rather than just have, having a workshop, a normal workshop. Yeah, I, I listened to, to, I think it was a YouTube video with one of the, the people who developed the method. Uh, his name was Pierre Christensen, I believe. Yes. And, and he was sharing there are different ways to facilitate uh, the process, but usually it comes down to four steps. And I'm not sure if that's the kind of the official way that is, but, but yes. he talked about number one is defining the question. Number two is building. Number three is reflecting. And number four is kind of like a group review or something like that. Yeah, number three is the presentation, the storytelling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the number four is the reflection and questioning. Talk about the process. Lead me through the process and why is it important to, to be this way? Yeah, so um, when, uh, when you send the workshop, you have, uh, you know, the goal in mind and uh, you, you need to decide which technique do you want to use, if you want to use an individual model, if you want to use a share model, if you want to use a landscape and so forth. And then you start with the questions. And uh, it's super important to define the questions, to find the right words to put in the questions, because uh, it's really a, a little uh, tweaking of wording. So it's really important to define the right words. And then uh, it's where you design the workshop. So you create the question. So that's the most important part of the workshop. And then what you always say in the facilitator community, trust the process. And this is the process. So you have, once you have uh, defined uh, the workshop, trust the process. Ask a question, build, storytelling, reflection. And then you go to the next question because it really works. It really works and, and uh, participant get really used to it. Sometimes you see participants who are not uh, really uh, Lego designers. So for instance, um, I had uh, um, in 2020 during pandemic, Pandemic was you know, big crisis. Uh, we had to go to Italy earlier than expected. And um, uh, we had to spend six weeks in Italy. Six weeks in Italy, working for uh, three weeks and being on vacation in the plan three weeks. So we didn't know um, what, what, to do, what to do because in our house in, uh, in this um, uh, 
seaside uh, location in Sabaudia, uh, close to Rome, uh, we didn't have any internet. And obviously they need to work with internet. So where do we go? And nothing was available. It was, it was a big mess. So my father-in-law said, okay, when you don't know where to go, you go to the church and ask. Okay, so he went to the church and asked to the priest and the priest said, okay, no problem. We have internet, you can, very open, very innovative. So we, we worked from the church basically, you know, with all the sense in the background, we had a stand-up meeting in the morning with the sense and everything with the bells ringing. That was fantastic. But then we had also a lot of, uh, you know, coffee breaks with the priest and it was really innovative. He said, Luca, I have this uh, teacher, religious teachers that tell to the kids that the snake spoke to Adam and Eve. How can believe in 2020 that the snake can talk to these guys? We need to find a way. And I said, okay, well, I have a way. It's called legacy display. So uh, I spent my other two weeks um, reading again the Bible, you know, to define the workshop because you need to be knowledgeable of the subject. So I studied the Bible at the beginning and uh, it was super fun. I created a workshop and then uh, uh, we ran the workshop. So we went to the, the venue. It was a beautiful terrace in the evening, uh, summer evening. And the participants were very diverse. So we had like a 18 year old guy and 70, 75 year old woman who never played with Lego bricks. So they were a bit skeptics in the beginning. Oh, what, what's going on here with Lego bricks? What is it? But then they start building and it was amazing to see the models that they, they built. Everything went super smooth. And uh, now from that moment on, all the yellow bricks, uh, I don't have any yellow bricks here, but you know, if you think about the yellow transparent bricks, for me is light, is God because that was the representation of God and light in the worship. So they really got the metaphor. They really got the way of uh, the worship was built. And then after a few months, I got a message from the priest and say, look, they're using Lego bricks with the kids as well. So they started to using the storytelling with Lego bricks. And that's fantastic. It's, it's just uh, about be, getting used to it, about uh, being creative and imaginative. And you can, you can tell stories about everything. I mean, it's from team building to enterprise strategy to church, religious topic, schools. It could be whatever, really whatever. Yeah, that's, that's a fantastic. Another fantastic story, man. Thank, thank you so much for sharing. And uh, I mean, it, it just, you, you get creative. And I guess part of the, part of the, the thing comes from the, it's very visual, right? It's right in front of you, but then, but then it's the other part about. Uh, I listened to another podcast about Lego Serious Play, where the gentleman was talking about the head-hand connection. Uh, <laughs> so, so like when we we start playing and touching things and moving them around, somehow this movement and and the, there's magic in 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 this. Maybe you can talk about that a little bit. Yes. Yes. So um, the, the, the very famous saying, don't have a meeting with yourself, it's about those connections. So really, when you don't know what to build, you need to start building. And um, I did it myself with the, this model that I just presented. I did it myself with the, um, a model I created to describe my service. Because every month I meet uh, IT, uh, I meet all the new hires in the Lego group. So here in Berlin, we are every beginning of the month. And as a... Um, service owner uh, for uh, IT support, I meet all of them and I tell them how IT works, how to connect with us and so forth. But I created also a Lego model to describe the service I'm running. And then I didn't know where to start from and I just start building. And then I, I realized this Lego model and I'm using it now, it's almost a couple of years. And every time I you know uh, upgrade it with something, but it's really good because it's, uh, it gave me the opportunity to, to visualize what I do. It's, sometimes it's difficult. When people ask you, what, what's your job? What, what do you do? You know, it's difficult to explain. And, uh, you know, I created this model. So I was in Italy and um, I brought my model there because I had to run the session from Italy. And my niece, she was 10. Uh, she asked me, Anka, what, what, what is it? And I told her the story about that. You know, this is my job. Do you want to know? Yeah. And I tell the story about the service I'm running. And then the day after, I told her, can you tell your mom what I'm doing in the Lego group? And she told it. She remembered 
every single brick, the meaning of the brick, what was it, and so forth. So it wasn't really, wow. It, it can really stick to memory. And it was, you know, IT support told by a 10-year-old uh, girl, and, and my sister understand understood by what was my, my job. And it was just, wow, it, it works. So it was for me uh, to be creative, to think about, uh, to visualize things that could be also conceptual. And then it works because the receiver really understand it and probably will remember it for a long time. Uh, absolutely, man. I can I can see how uh, how the connections get made, right? Uh, so, um, and we talk a lot about the the using Lego bricks in a way to solve a problem, right? Like whether it's a problem of what should I focus on, or I have some challenge at work, or we want to come up with the solutions with the team around something. But I also I'm, I'm wondering if we can get out of it for a second and, and, and think about do you guys, and I'm sure you do, but, but I'm just curious, do you, do you use breaks also for some sort of a, you know, just creativity spark, like with no reason, right? You don't have to uh, come up with a solution on this question, but do you just, I need to have a creative break and I just play with the breaks or, or I'm a little bit stressed and for stress management, I need to like, Give me some other uses of the Lego bricks. Yeah, yeah. So there are a few uses. Uh, so one is uh, in um, in all of our offices, they are full of uh, Lego models. So whatever there are Lego models, and those models are, are built by us. So when you have some time, you can just uh, pick up a box and uh, open it up and start building. And sometimes you build as a team activity. Sometimes you build as a challenge. Sometimes you build because you know want just to, the stress going out. You know you want to sit down. And just having you know relaxed time because it's super important uh, uh, that you know when you work you're really focused and uh, in denmark uh, uh, there is a very uh, tight schedule uh, and we we work we have a very good uh, working working hours because we work uh, from eight to four every day and friday is eight to three uh, which is very different from italy i mean italy is just longer times but uh, what we do is uh, everything is a bit uh, condensed so you do a lot of things and you, you need to be always uh, sharp and focused. And sometimes you need just a break just to go there and playing. And we truly believe in uh, learning through play. So, you know, it's a big mantra in, in the Lego group and the Lego foundation. So we really believe that. We really believe that uh, kids uh, learn uh, through play. So play basically is their superpower. And why it's only kids is also for adults, right? So we can really play to learn things also when you build something you when i build when i build this lightsaber i thought wow my colleagues are just genius how can you do something like that with lego bricks or when i build the uh, w07 machine car with all the the tricks and the weapons coming out and the ejection of the seats wow it's pure engineering and you start thinking okay i can do things with it with this i can and imagination goes and creativity goes and then uh, you, you know, you sit down in front of your computer and you are energized and you want to, to do more. So it really, it really works. And uh, what we do in, uh, in our company is that once a year, we have a play day. So once a year, all the offices just stop doing things factory. All the factories in the world stop and we play. That day, we play. And that's it. So it's about playing. It's about connecting with colleagues. It's about... Uh, uh, learning through play, there are some uh, games that are prepared as a team specifically working on uh, this play day. So it's uh, super amazing. They invent always a lot of things and, uh, and we play. We spend one day playing. And this year, actually, um, it will be the same day where we celebrate the 90th anniversary of the company because it was, uh, it was founded in uh, 1932. So now it's uh, 90 years of uh, running the company still a family-owning company. So we will have a play day and a party. But play day is really super, super important for uh, all, uh, all of us from uh, in, in the full chain up to the CEO and, uh, and the family owner. And, and I think that's something that many leaders listening to the podcast might get inspired by. Obviously, there's 
many different ways you can incorporate uh, such a mindset in the company, but incorporating play and fun. And uh, maybe I can share a couple of examples actually from the podcast. Uh, there was a lady who's a co-founder of a company from Lithuania called Mela Light. Her name is Ilma Nausedaite. They just recently did an exit of the company. Congratulations. But you can find the podcast. And one of the thing, things that they incorporated in their culture uh, was uh, having so-called creativity days. And that means that every employee can take a day, not a day off, but a day that they have to do something fun, playful, creative, go to a you know, attraction park or like go to, to Legoland or go to a museum and do something fun with their kids, whatever. But they have to post pictures so they can inspire the rest of the people, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, so there's a day every quarter they can take a creative day. Um, and I love you guys are having a, a play day as well. Uh, and one thing that when you talk about it came to mind was from another podcast uh, guest and another speaker at 15 seconds, Gale Tario. And, and, and really stuck with me because she said, find one thing every day that you do that you don't have an outcome about. You, you, <laughs> there's, no, there's no failure. Like, you know, playing with the Lego bricks. You don't have to finish anything. You just you play as much as you want and you leave it. And it's, it's just so liberating because usually during your day, you have all these to-do tasks and get it done, get it done, which is important, right? But, yeah. but you also need to have space for, I don't know where it's going to go, you know? I'm just going to play around. And, and this is recharging your creative juices uh, in a way, so... Yes, and we do it actually in uh, in our offsites. So every every now and then during the year we have offsites, and we try to mix business and and fun. So the last one we did was um, uh, we we designed the, the offsite in order to have a little TEDx talk like uh, uh, from one of, of us telling a story about you know it could be their life, uh, their personal life, and it went really well. And then the, the the second part was a big surprise for them because they didn't know anything about the team about to the team members and uh, what we had to do was to create a movie a real movie so we had like three hours to um to script it and to shoot it and it could be shot in whatever way it could be with real characters it could be stop motions with lego bricks we bought a, a bunch of lego bricks and every team we were four or five teams uh, create a different one and the one with stop motion were, were really amazing because you could see, really see creativity at you know highest level. We were not designers; we we are just just IT support, so we we work with technology. But we did amazing videos. So it's just creativity. And that's and it the thing. It's not about creating a highest quality Hollywood production quality, right? It's no. it might be rough, it might be bumpy, kind of. But the the ideas matter. The coming together and, and being creative together and, and, and aligning around it and then sharing with the rest of the people. And, and then you understand what people care about. Yeah, that's completely true. And so that's fantastic. That is part of the whole thing. And um, since this, this podcast is about productivity, look, I, I want to ask you, and then we can dig into your personal productivity habits, but um, when it comes to time management and let's say your personal time management, how can we use Lego breaks to, and do you use it uh, to, to plan your month, your week, your, your day-to-day -day tasks? Yeah, so um, for planning my, my day, single day, it's, uh, it's not really the case. Uh, I can use it, um, you know, in our agile environment. You know, we work agile and we, it can be used in retrospective. When you think back, okay, your, your time in the sprint, we spent uh, three weeks in the sprint, what went wrong, what we can improve, and that's what we use the uh, Lego bricks for. So that's uh, that's for, for for that part. For me, um, when it comes to my time management, uh, um, I am my routine, which is uh, I'm I really rely on Outlook. For me, Outlook is, is everything. If it is not in Outlook, I don't have the appointment. So what I usually do, I try to um, to, to to put all the appointments in Outlook, and for every meeting, I put I I schedule a preparation meeting. So it could be two weeks uh, before the meeting or one week, but I, I plan all of them because otherwise my calendar uh, gets just stuck with uh, a lot of things and fill it up with all, everything. So that's the way I, I try to manage my time. 
And obviously, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> but uh, that's, uh, I think it's uh, super crucial uh, to do that. And then uh, uh, when I had to do something, again, I used the bricks to uh, not to actually plan for it, but to find the solution to it. So whenever I'm stuck with something, I, I use, I, I also now I have my Lego bricks in my hand. I can, uh, I can uh, play with them forever. So uh, whenever I have something, I, I play with them and I, I don't know, I, I bought, I created this, uh, the holder for the airport and, you know, you are here, you are bricks, you do things. <laughs> do, do you do any sessions together with, uh, like with your wife and like you're planning a vacation and it's like you come together to play with the bricks or? Uh... We did actually, we, with our kids, uh, because, you know, when, um, especially when they were younger, uh, back to school, okay, how did it go? Well, okay, but, um, more words? Well, <laughs> okay. So we did a Lego Studios Play workshop and uh, it was interesting because in that way, some more information came up. <laughs> got it, got it. So, so so, how do you, like, since you started talking about then management, I'm, I'm curious now from a more broader perspective, uh, are you more of a person that loves to set goals and you know, this goal, I'm going to achieve these things and this is my focus and priorities. Uh, and do you have any specific method that you do it with? Or are you more of an intuitive person that is going with the flow? Yeah, um, I think I'm in the middle. Um, because obviously, in um, as I'm running a service, I, put, I define a strategy, I define a goal uh, quarter by quarter. So we have goals. But then uh, um, I follow the flow to get there. So that's, uh, that's what I do. And uh, what I try to do, because um, there are so many different things uh, uh, I'm involved in. And uh, sometimes I have uh, five meetings of half an hour in a row. So I'll, And you jump from one topic to the other one. So how can you keep track of all the things? So my, uh, my way of doing that is using uh, OneNote. So I'm a big fan of OneNote. And it could be whatever, but I use OneNote. And what it turned out was, uh, okay, everything is on one note, but how can I track uh, the to-do list? Because then, you know, every meeting has an action or might have an action for me. How can I track that? And I tried many, many ways. I tried one note. I tried reminders. I tried whatever, and it worked. So I came back to um, paper. So whenever I finish a meeting, if it is an action for me, I note it down in my notebook, physical one. And uh, the advantage of that is that I bring all this with me. And then uh, when I do that task, it's so satisfying to strike it out. Okay, done. It's physical. You can really see that you have done that. You achieved that. And then you go on. And it's, uh, I think it's, uh, now I, it's sometime I'm using uh, the mix of uh, technology and physical. And I think it's, uh, it really works. Because it's, uh, again, it's visual. When you note down with your hands, you know, a task is there. And then when you strike it out, you know that you achieved something. And this, all these to-do lists go into the, you know, the flow towards the, the, the objective that uh, we create in the team. And just for the audience to get a context, are you considering yourself more of a logic or rational person or, or more of a creative one? That's a good question. So as an engineer, you might think I'm just rational, <laughs> but I think, again, I'm, a, I'm in the middle. I'm super rational when it comes to things, when it comes to problem solving. Sometimes I go into solution mode, even if I shouldn't. Uh, but then I, I like also to be creative. And uh, when I use Lego bricks, I feel very creative. So when I build these models, like uh, the Lego series play one that we just went through or uh, my service Lego model, it's just creative. I like it. And whenever I run a one-on-one with my team and I create all these little models, I feel creative. I feel that, uh, wow, I can visualize something that was in my mind. And sometimes it's difficult. And the point is that it's not just visualizing, it's also storytelling. So Lego Bricks helps you to tell the story about what you had in mind. That's also the big advantage of using it. And what would you recommend uh, people out there who, who would say, well, I'm, I'm not a creative type? Um, it's not true. Everyone can be creative. Uh, everyone has a creativity inside. You just need to bring it out. And that's where bricks help. <laughs> so so did, did you, uh, and of course we talk a lot about Lego and Lego bricks, but did you, 
how did you get to know who you are and how you operate? Because each of us is a little bit different, right? Uh, some people prefer very tight to-do lists and calendars and to be really structured and really works for them to be effective, productive, creative. Other people operate differently. How did you find who you are? Did you read any books, followed some courses or like how, how did you find who you are and, and operate in your most effective manner? Yeah, I think it's, let's say that it has been like agile. <laughs> so experimenting and try things out and uh, also you know, reading books because um, as, as you um, really, I really like to do public speaking. So I, I read a lot of books about public speaking, about preparation of those, uh, all those speeches. And it's, um, it, it taught me a lot of things about how to prepare, how to get ready to do something, how to overcome your fears and so forth. So it, it was a journey. It's a mix of reading and uh, experimenting. So okay, now I can say that, yes, and it's experience. Uh, in the end, it's a lot of uh, about, uh, you know, I've been in a, you know, in a, in a work, in a professional life for more than 20 years, having some uh, white hair, <laughs> so some experience there. No, but I love that you're saying that because there's, I work with many people, sometimes young leaders, right? And they will say, I don't know what I want to do. What if I don't choose the right one? And, and it's like, have you tried doing this? No. Okay. Maybe you want to try it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you want to try different things. Maybe you want to get into the trenches and, and just uh, get your hands dirty. And, and, and through experience, then you reflect, see if that's and, something for you. And then, and then you move on and, and get better with the agile kind of mentality, right? Yes. And that's exactly... I think um, the Lego group is really good at it because we are really pushed also by our leaders to experiment. You know, experiment, you, you try it out. If it doesn't work, it didn't work, but you try it out. And then you, you learn something, right? And you go on. So this learning path, it's super important. No one, you need to be brave. That's also one of our values. values. Be brave, try things out, be curious, be focused. So you need to try things to be focused when you try things, uh, be brave to, to just, you know, come up with crazy idea and, and try it out. Why not? And the good thing is that, you know, the whole chain in, uh, in the Lego group is, uh, is very uh, in that way. So it really works. And uh, working agile also allows you to do, uh, if you do a mistake, it's a little one. It's not a two year project, right? So it's, uh, it works. Yeah, and, and it sounds uh, really, really great. Uh, however, there's, uh, Luca, you know that there's many organizations that do not have this culture. Uh, so we can say be brave and, and experiment. And, you know, perhaps that's a, that's a focus and a priority for Lego. Kudos for that. But there's many organizations where employees are afraid to, 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 to innovate and be brave and to try things out because they're afraid that well, if I fail, Michael felt and you know, it wasn't really nice. So, <laughs> so, so, so I think, I think, and hopefully we can actually inspire with this type of podcast, more leaders to, to think in that direction of uh, creating cultures where learning experimentation, uh, taking bold risks at some points, of course, very well prepared, but, but still bold. Yeah. Um, no, exactly. But that's also the key word because you need to, you know, when you experiment, you need to be prepared you need to be also challenged by your colleagues. And that's what we, we do a lot. We challenge uh, each other. So if someone comes with an idea, we challenge the idea. And, uh, um, and then we, you know, we, we find a way to improve it uh, on the making. So it's, uh, it's really cool. And since we're talking about the culture now and the, 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 the whole kind of league organization, it's a massive organization. I, I don't know if people realize, but I, I believe it... It's number one world's leader in, in, in this industry, if I'm not confused. Uh, so it's a, it's a large organization. And what large organizations usually struggle with is how do we create structure automation, but still not lose the human touch and the creativity and those kind of things. And so maybe look at somebody who's working inside the organization. What, what can leaders of other organizations learn from the way Lego is doing things internally. Yeah, I think it's uh, everything is uh, ties into um, you know our mission, our vision. Everything is there because our mission is to inspire and develop the builders of tomorrow. 
So, and builders of tomorrow are kids, but also adults. You know, we love, uh, you know, build things. We love being creative with that. And uh, the other thing is the vision, which is a global force for learning through play. So learning through play is really the big mantra. So when you, when you really put this in a, into a, a big company, uh, like the one, uh, like we are, uh, it, it's just great. Yeah, the, the way how it's being done, it can be so much different depending on the department, the type of job you have. But if everybody believes in the mission, if everybody believes in the mantra, then then it's it's a good prerequisite for a for a great creative culture. Yeah, and of course there are also processes in the Lego Group because obviously we are pro we are processes. There are a lot of things, but still uh, um, there is a lot of uh, of fun as well which is one of our values, by the way. So fun is there together with imagination, creativity, caring, learning, and quality. So it's there. We need to have fun because it's the way uh, we, we get better. Absolutely, man. And, and I love that you're talking about the fact that fun and productivity, they come together. Sometimes people say, ah, you know, let's give a day off or playful day, but this is not going to be productive, right? It's just for... No, they, they, they come together. The more playful and fun we create our workspaces and our lives, obviously, the more likely we will be excited and engaged to, to also get things done. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Look, the time is, is running uh, and, uh, you know, we're playing here, talking about different things, but... Uh, <laughs> Just wanted to to wrap up maybe with um, what, what does productivity mean to you? What like if you have a a productive day? It's like I had a really productive day. What what does it mean to you? Yeah, productive day is a day that, at the end of which, you are satisfied and happy. And sometimes you know there are those days that you work eight hours, and then you look back and say, "What have I done in eight hours?" Maybe you've done a meeting where you know we didn't get reach anything, but then there are those days that you are you know you finish and you are super energized because you achieved some goals. You maybe uh, strengthened a relationship with someone, and uh, you you brought something to the next level. That's for me a, a great day. Right, and and I love that you're also adding the human touch, like you strengthen a relationship could be actually something really productive. It doesn't need to be something super tangible. Uh, sometimes the three conversations you had with people that you manage, but you made them feel better. It didn't really get something out of your to-do list, right? But 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 these meaningful conversations, relationship uh, can actually make your day a lot more productive. Or I took a half a day off. I recharged. Uh, I went for a walk with the dog, whatever. Like, this could be the most productive thing sometimes. Sometimes it is. Uh, I agree. Sometimes you go for a run, 30 minutes, you come back and, wow, now I saw this issue. And here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. Look, a final words to the, to the audience. Um, where could people get in touch with you, uh, learn about the Lego Serious Play, and obviously... After this kind of practical details, what would be your final message to, to the owners of uh, Productivity Mastery? Yeah, I think start seeing uh, Lego bricks in an enterprise environment, start using them, get in touch with the uh, Lego Series Play methodology. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. You can go to seriousplay.training. That's a website where you can find some information about that. And if you need more, just reach out to me. But it's important to keep having fun, be creative, and use the Lego bricks because they work. There you go, guys. You got it. Use the Lego bricks. There is a special uh, Lego bricks, as uh, Luca mentioned, the Lego Serious Play Kit, which he's been using, I can imagine, to build his uh, his own, um, what do you call it, a structure? Um, yeah. So, model. model. <laughs> And uh, if you if you enjoyed this episode, guys, uh, make sure to to share it with a friend. Uh, this is episode 106, meaning there's 105 more episodes, inspiring, exciting people like Lucas sharing strategies and tools. How can we be more productive and have a more meaningful day? So I hope you enjoyed that one, and see you once again next week at Productivity Mastery.
Thank you all. Thank you, Stoyan. Thank you guys for listening. And if you're looking for somebody to help you step up your team performers and boost your productivity, make sure to check out stoyanyankov.com for online workshop solutions and programs designed to help you go through the current situation in a smoother manner. Stay safe and keep moving forward.